Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our CONCACAF Champions League edition of today. We're going to be breaking down everything you guys need to know ahead of the game against Atlanta United tomorrow. Plus, we'll give our kind of hot takes in regards to this competition and how far we see America getting into this tournament. We'll talk team news, transfer updates, transfer rumors, and everything in between. Get you guys all caught up with all things Las Aguilas de la America. But before I go any further in today's episode, as always, let me introduce my co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ and New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? I'm uh, doing okay. Just dealing with finals right now in college. So yeah, but I'm not feeling pretty good. All right. Nice to hear that. Christian, how are we? Good evening to both of you. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Same thing as AJ, you know, dealing with finals. Um, snowstorm coming for us tomorrow, AJ. Hope hope you're ready for that. I'm ready. Um, but no, just overall excited to be back talking about Club America after our very bitter exit from the Ligia. Um, and yeah, like you said, Ivan, I think we should have a very good conversation tonight on this tournament and how America will do. Definitely, definitely. And we got a couple of people already saying hello to us. We have our good friend Maria from Chicago over there. Hello, Maria. Uh, again, showing us again right here from YouTube. Uh, skip. Septile. Uh, there you go. Septile saying hello to us as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let's get into it, Christian. Let's talk about the news updates and everything surrounding in and around the world of Guapa. We'll get into the Champions League a little bit further in today's episode, but I think we left off in uh, a, a pretty big question mark surrounding this team and as to what was going to happen. We'll have team news updates. We'll have injury reports. We'll have people that actually traveled to uh, Orlando for this competition a little bit later on. But talk to us a little bit more about the world of America Christian. What have you been hearing in the transfer rumor mill? Any updates that you have to kind of, you know, kick the show off with? Yeah, sure. So um I'm first of all, thank you for everyone for joining us tonight. I know it's a little bit late of a start, but let's get right into it, Ivan. Well, first things first, um, I don't think we mentioned it last time we were we were here. Um, but as everyone knows already, uh, Paula Aguilar is no longer um, a part of Club America. Um, I want to get your reactions, actually, Ivan. How do you feel about this? Because, you know, for the last part of um, Paul's career here at America, it, was, it wasn't really that good. But I think people seem to forget what he brought to us when he first came here. Um, so reactions on that. Definitely, definitely. Um, but right before I get to that, I just kind of, we have a lot more people saying hello. Yes, like, I know. Thank you, now. everyone. Chris <laughs> Rivera, uh, Jose Sepulveda, what is up, everybody? Uh, Kevin Paris, uh, everyone, everyone out here today, thank you so much for tuning in and saying hello. Keep keep on sending you out in your comments, guys. We're going to have you guys show it up on the screen. And uh, definitely, I would love to inter- keep interacting with you guys. But Christian, going back to your question, um, it, Yes, and it, it was a little bit of a shocker. I would have imagined that he would have stayed maybe at least for the end of the Conca Champions, maybe then talk about a leave either in the summer or potentially in the winter, like he eventually ended up doing. Um, but it is kind of a bittersweet goodbye because Paul Aguilar, I think it will, for me, for my liking, should go down in history as the best uh, right back that America has seen. Um, I mean, what he brought to the club, I mean, 10 years with this institution, you know, X amount of t- titles, X amount of championships. I mean, s- such a crucial player for the Mexican national team as well. I mean, he will go down in history uh, once all of this kind of, you know, 
bitter moment of tension between him and the club goes away. Um, he will go down in history as probably one of the best players to ever play um, with America. And and a lot of people right now will definitely take that as a hot take and maybe think that I'm completely gone crazy. But I think if you sit back and you look at what, what he's done, his trajectory, it's been definitely uh, something phenomenal and something to applaud to, really. I think, uh, you know, the, the the soccer fan has such a short memory, and I've said this time oh, yeah, 100%. Again, that we don't we, we 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 forget everything that he had done prior to this tournament because whenever he got on the pitch he looked slow he looked out of place uh even last season too he just looked a little bit off yeah, uh, and the criticism came flowing and everything came going at him and such negativity but at the end of the day you step away from it and you gotta applaud this man because he gave yeah, so much for this institution um mm-hmm. which it does hurt me a little bit that he had to go out the way that he did yeah no definitely i agree with you there um you know a lot of people seem to forget he was basically one of the main pillars in, in winning, you know, uh, our championships we, we did in this decade. And uh, like you said, Ivan, definitely bittersweet for me as well. Um, so that that was uh, that that was probably the, the biggest departure we had. Um, I don't think we got to it last time either, but also we welcomed a new member, Mauro Lainez. AJ, reactions on Mauro Lainez joining Club America? Um, pretty excited, actually, as much people's like, why did we bring, why did we bring some dude who was, mostly known for spending his time more in the Ascenso than the Liga Mekis. And as you know, the name itself, he's the older brother of Diego Lainez. Hearing this, I was just like, you know, I got hopes in him. People complain that we wanted, you know, a bombazo. We want like a bigger samba. Me, I might get a lot of Christmas. I was like, I'll take what we can get. Yes, it's not the best play that we can get there, but it fills a spot where I feel like reinforcement was much needed on the left-hand side because... We see time and time again, even from Ivan himself, he hates Cordova on the left on the left side with the burning passion. So <laughs> even you, so just to see Lainez, it's like we could finally see Cordova probably play in the camp position. For my Lainez, he does have something going. There was a point in time I'm mistaken, he did get called up for the Mexico um, national team. But to see that, you know, he made his way into America, he got the saludos from Diego Lainez as well from his younger brother saying, wishing him the best of luck and everything with this team. And for the, I mean, and some people they're welcoming him with um open hands, saying, "Welcome to the biggest team in Mexico," and we hope and we hope to um to just see him excel in America. So for me, I'm quite excited for him and see what can what he can do in um this team. Yeah, no, definitely. Everyone in the comments below, thank you again for joining and let me know your reactions on Mauro Lainez joining America. Now let's talk transfer rumors, which I know everyone loves to hear these rumors, right? Let's start with the big one here, uh, Alan Medina. Um, ne- uh, negotiations were going well, as everyone knows, um, and there was a point in time where it was just signatures away. Unfortunately, though, I don't know what was going on in the directiva of, uh, of Toluca. But for some reason, they they seem to to very va- uh, value Alain Medina a lot now, and you know they were asking for you know an exchange of players. America offered this player, you know they didn't really accept. Um, they really wanted Geo. America wasn't really willing to give up Geo at this moment. So now they put a price tag. That price tag is around uh, rumored to be seven million dollars. Um, for a player who ha- is just coming off a serious injury, um, not the best you know season. Seven million seems like a steep price to pay. Um, I don't think right now America is willing to pay that price. Um, so Alain Medina, that was a signature away from becoming a Club America player, is getting further and further away from the institution as the uh, as hours go by. 
Um, could that change? Of course it can. You know, this is um this is the world of soccer, and then and, and, and anything at any given moment it can change. But for right now, I can say to you guys that Alan Medina is further away from Club America than he was about a week ago at this time. So that's that's it with that. Um, another, I guess, kind of big name surrounding uh, Club America is uh, Marcel Ruiz, another player who was right there. Um, you know, they were the, the talks were going good. You know, the player wants to come. The the Piojo wants him ever since last season, and it looked like things were going in a good way. Um, it's just, you know, Tijuana thinks that you know this this, this is a gem. Uh, they they know the the value that he can bring to a team. Uh, so you know he they they're listening to more offers. Um, he's not out of the picture just yet. Um, but there are other teams interested in him, and it seems that other teams are willing to give up more for him. That's not saying that America won't get him. It's just America might have to you know spice things up a little bit to to see if if they can land him. That's the latest with that. Same thing with uh, Fabian Castillo, another player who was literally a signature away from joining, and then something just happened, and America just seems can't seem can't close out the deal. Um, and you know, those, those talks are, are kind of at a stalemate. They're not advancing, but they're not going backwards. So I guess that's the only positive you can take away from, um, the Fabian Castillo saga. So that's it with all the, all the, all the Tijuana players, I guess, in a sense. Um, now let's move on to another news that broke out. I want to say three days ago, maybe. Um, it's the, the deal we have or possibly have with Tigres in the exchange of Andres Ibarguen to Tigres and then in return, America will get Luis uh, Quinones. Both of you, uh, Ivan, we'll start with you. Who wins in this deal, America or Tigres? If it were to happen. And I'll let you guys uh, know in a minute how those are going. Okay, okay. So uh, I'll let you know right there. Um, I just want to, you know, show uh, Nacho Jimenez's uh you know, comment here saying, I just want to stop suffering from all these transfer talks. You and me both, Nacho. You and me both. Um, but uh, yeah, it uh, it seems that in this case, I think Tigres loses out a little bit more. I think Quinones has been more proven in the league. I mean, yes, he's a little older. And I think we do lose out in that aspect, but I think we do get um, a little bit of a better quality player. I mean, yes, he hasn't been as consistent as Tigres fans would want him to be. Um, and I think you can say that about his career most of most of the time. And here in the Liga Mekis, is he's had some bright sparks, just never really has had that consistency. Hmm. So I think at the end of the day, both teams lose out because they both end up moving players to the teams that have the same issue as each other, right? Quinones and Ibarguen both have the problem that they're very talented, they're very explosive, but at the end of the day, they're very lazy and sometimes just just don't want to show up in games where they should be. So they're very inconsistent in that sense. And hopefully, uh, if America does end up going through with this deal and we do get Quinones, that he comes in, understands the responsibility, and people can get the best out of him. I think yeah. that would be important. But uh, AJ, I don't know. What's your, what's your thought on this? Um, just looking up stats because it's always interesting that point. Um, that just sticks out. But I feel like Luis Quinones would be a good sign for America if this does happen. I feel like America would be winning in this case. I feel like Andres Barwin, he had his time, he had some bright moments, but I just feel like he could just never get any consistent going where that's either due to injury, not getting the opportunities that are given to him, or in games where we do give him the opportunity, I feel like he just doesn't come out big as we expected. While Quinones, on the other hand, as you mentioned before, there were times where these fans expect a lot from him and he didn't really provide the explosiveness that people expected. 
he did provide lots of assists, but then when you see him going to low and to other teams, one team in particular in Toluca, when I did see him play from time to time, he looked really explosive. He's just able to bring the pace. That I feel like America has been missing on the wings. He can create plays and just all in all, I feel like if he does happen to come to America, it'd be a big sign for us. And I feel like in this case, we would win if we do happen to secure Luis Quinones. And if we do happen to give, honestly, Barantitigas, I mean, hope they can do something with them. But I feel like in, but in this case, just look for America. We get Quinones. I feel like he'd slot into, I feel like he'd slot into that position or if not, as a backup, he could do things from off the bench from the get-go. And I feel like he'd be a good um, reinforcer for this team. Okay. Good opinions. Good opinions on both. So in terms of this, uh, these negotiations, um, they're still ongoing. There's definitely interest on both sides and they're both positive. Um, so it's just the matter of time of the next couple of days to see how both teams end up uh, doing in the, in the remainder of the Champions League. Um, and then, then uh, negotiations will, will continue afterwards. Uh, but that seems like one of the more likely ones to happen. So we just have to wait and see. Um, let's get into these small little rumors that I think it, it's good to talk about them, kind of just d- dismiss them or see if there's any truth to them. The first one we'll talk about is Pedro Aquino from Leon. Um, people are saying that, um, you know, he's rumored to come to America, saying there's an offer. Um, number one, there is no offer for Pedro Aquino. Um, two, yes, he was spotted yesterday in, in the Ciudad, but that was only because I think he needed to have a flight uh, to, to Peru. So the only way you, you could do that is by going to, 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 uh, to La Ciudad. So that's, that's, that, that's that reason. Um, I don't think it happens. Um, even though he didn't uh, renew his contract, I don't think that's a player America would go forward with. Um, another one is uh, Jesus Angulo from Atlas. Um, this is one where um, it's, we don't know yet because Okay, well, first we'll talk about uh, Luis Reyes, El Hueso Reyes, and um, how he is 99% sure leaving Club America after the Champions League to go to Atlas. Now, in, within that negotiation, it is rumored that there's going to be an exchange of players, and Jesus Angulo seems to be the one rumored to come to America. Um, this, I, I can believe this one, and it seems likely to happen. Only because Jesus Angulo was not rumored, not only for this season but for last season as well. So there might be some truth to this. Um, we have to wait and see. But uh, just quick thoughts, Jesus Angulo, would it be a good addition, or you guys really think it doesn't really matter? I I'll go first. I feel like that would be the case. I feel like you just kind of need it because when we're looking at the left back spot, it does not look so great. Fuentes this season makes the opinions not really the best. Luis Reyes. I had no clue what happened to him. He went to San Luis, did great. Probably was one of the best left backs in that season during the time before COVID happened. Come back to America, he, I don't even think he really even played much. If not, I think he played no games this season. So I feel like to get someone like Brian Angulo in return, who can play as a left back, is young, played a lot of Atlas's games. I think that'd be a good deal in return. And besides, where Luis Reyes came from, he came from Atlas before he signed to America. Atlas know how Luis Reyes plays, and I feel like he was one of the best players in that squad, so they have to just get him back. I mean, sure, we'll take him. We get a young player in return, and considering that he's young, and if he can, and with seeing that the amount of minutes that he's played in Atlas and with those stats, I think he could slot right in in the left-back position. I feel like that'd be a good deal for us. And mm-hmm. me, I feel like we'd win in this case if that's the case. We get a young player, and they get some dude that's already almost in, what, his 30s, so... Mm-hmm. I, I agree with AJ. I, I think I, I think Angulo would be a good fit. Would definitely be something that we need and could prove to be another kind of gem of a signing like George has been. 
you know um i, I do want to I, I do want to come into some of these comments because i think yeah, of course. Go for it. good stuff um one uh going back with what uh, jimmy was saying uh angulo would be uh would would fit perfect i, I think we're all in agreement there this is interesting too what, uh, whatever happened to gornash um uh, <laughs> injured a lot of well yeah a lot a lot of injuries with the kid um, it sucks because I I kind of want to see him play with the first team, see what he's got. Um, this is a player when he when he came. Well, when I first heard of him, um, I I always thought it would be cool to have him in America, and now we finally do. But I, we've never seen him with the first team, so hoping for him to get some minutes in the next season because he wasn't even called up for the Champions League. Um, so it's a, it's a kid that deals with a lot of injuries. So hopefully we get to see him next season. Definitely, and going back into this whole Atlas rumor mill of America and uh, everything going on in there, uh, Chris Rivera has a question. He says, "What is the possibility of Luciano Acosta mm. coming to America? If also is added to that deal, two players for Luciano seems possible. Seems Although, possible, but America doesn't know how to negotiate, so don't yeah. count on it." Pain. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I don't. I, I don't ever see uh, the 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 directors pulling something off. Yeah, that's simple. That's probably um, the best player other than uh, informed Renato Ibarra. So, um, yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that will happen either. Um, definitely. One more comment here. I just want to say, uh, RDG said, digas lo que digas, mis águilas ganan mañana 2 a 1 y pues global 5 a 1. We'll get into that a little bit later in regards to the CONCACAF Champions League. But again, thank you so much to everyone that is interacting, that is talking to us right now in the comments and everything, whether it's uh, Periscope, YouTube, whatever the case may be. Keep sending us your guys' comments. We'll keep throwing them on the screen and we'll keep interacting yeah. with you guys. All right, uh, take it away, Christian. Uh, any more rumors that we have to address or anything more concrete? Uh, for right now, that'll, that'll, that'll be it for now. Obviously, guys, if you want to keep up with every single rumor surrounding Club America, follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. I am literally on there 25-8 uh, trying to update everybody on these rumors. Uh, I know a lot of people want to want to know accurate information, correct information, not just false rumors. Um, so I try to do my best to kind of keep you guys updated with that and not have it get lost within all these silly rumors that are that appear once in a while. Um, let me answer that one question right there, Ivan. Leo Fernandez. Leo Fernandez is definitely in interest of Club America and about every other team in in, in the league. Um, after <laughs> after expensive one two after uh, after what Tigres did to him, um, he is definitely not happy. Um, but in, in Tigres, they, they, they're very firm that he will be an important piece for them next season. So um, they, they set a ridiculous price tag for him that pretty much no one can pay other than pretty much Monterrey. And I don't think Monterrey wants him. So, um, yeah, Leo Fernandez, not this season. Next season, we'll talk more about it, but don't count on it. Definitely. And you know what? I don't think we were coming into this clausula uh, thinking that there was going to be so many changes. Mm-hmm. Um, coming into this squad, but I think after the embarrassment of what was the Guardianes exit and kind of the kind of you know things that were hinging around the club with all these injuries and everything like that, that we're kind of forced into kind of doing this cleanse of a squad. But I do want to reiterate this, and I, I don't think we've touched upon this, Christian. None of this is ever going to go forward if we don't sell anyone. Yes, no, hundred percent, and that, that that's a good thing I want to point out too. Um, a lot of people are asking for this foreigner or that foreigner. Um. Like Ivan just mentioned, it's going to be almost next to impossible to get anyone if we don't sell. You know, uh, we did Paul Aguilar. Up next seems to be Barguen, seems to be Luis Reyes, Roger Martinez. Uh, Emmanuel Aguilera might not renew his contract, so he might be on his way out. Um, and all these just little players that are here that fill up the squad, um, they, they need to leave in order for people to come in. So, um, Ivan, that's a really good point you make. So I think before you see any more people come in, People have to exit as well. So, like I said, and um, you know, follow us 
on Eagle Eye uh, Eagle Eye Podcast. Every single day, there is something new, and you know, uh, we all try our best to keep you guys informed uh, with the most accurate news out there. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I have right now on transfers. And then just one little thing. Um, I think this is worth talking about. Um, earlier in the year, we we talked about Nico Castillo and um, his possibility of never returning uh, to the pitch, saying how his injury was very complex, um, very you know life threatening in in a sense. Got to a point where you know he he was in the critical point of his life. Um, thank God for everything that's ever happened to him and every doctor that was with him every step of the way. Um, his sur- sur- surgery in Atlanta went well. Um, and it seems like he's on the road to recovery, even so that he posted on Instagram earlier today that he will be back on the pitch in February. Now, while that's a stretch or not, um, I don't believe he will play in the upcoming season. But what I do think might happen is he will maybe rejoin the squad for a couple of practice sessions, trying to see where he's at, trying to get his rhythm back. Um, but it's almost next to impossible that I think we see him in this uh, in this Clausura season. Now, the question is to everyone here in this chat and to obviously Ivan and AJ, Nico um, Castillo, first of all, thoughts on him coming back, possibly coming back? And two, do you think he could be a good addition uh, for, let's just say, the Apertura of 2021? Uh, I'll quickly just go. Um, I think he would be a great uh, a great in, in, um, introduction back into the squad because like, I think we talked about this, Christian. Uh, Vinas and Henry know that, that they're both the starters of the team and they don't really see anyone coming for their spot. So it would add some really good competition. And we know Piojo likes internal competition and brings the best out of his players. And we've seen that from time to time. But I am very skeptical. We need to see how his recovery goes. And we need to see how this injury, you know, is it 100% gone or is there a possibility of coming back? And AJ yeah. will have maybe a little bit more information on this. But, um, I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I'm I'm just saying this. I'm not putting, I'm not setting my bar, the bar too high for Castillo. And I'm definitely not getting my hopes up. We'll take it day by day. Uh, and we'll see if he's ready to go for the start of the, of, of the Apertura next year. Then, by all means, uh, it, he'd be a great addition. But if not, then. Um, again, I think this is a conversation we've had and it's time to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Um, now nah, I was just thinking like, dude, like Eric, like in the, like in the medical, like view of points, like what Nico Castillo has gone through to have a blood clot pretty much in that leg. That's seriously life threatening. Thank God everything went well. It's gone. But then like, after like hearing something like that for me personally, it sounds like Andrew Ribot, I think maybe she just shouldn't play anymore. If something like that does happen in Korea, we know we've seen things like this in the world of football where players do come back stronger, which is always nice to see. But like from something like this, I think, I don't know. Just like, I think for the safe bet for me, I just feel like he should just retire for good. Because considering if you see he's trying to be back on the pitch like early, I'm kind of like, I don't think you could come that early back to the pitch from a surgery like this and someone you've been out for months. So just like, it's a risk, it's a big risk to take. Really, if he could come back from all this great, he'd be a great addition to this team. Take off some of the weight from Vinas and Henry Martin, give them a break. But then at the other, but then seeing the other side of it, I just feel like it's just too risky. And I just feel like, I don't know. I think he's just better off just maybe just hang the boots up, call it a day, and just, you know, enjoy um, the rest of his life without having to worry something like this potentially happening again on football. Right. Okay. No, definitely. I definitely agree with both of you. Um, you know, first of all, health comes first, uh, football after. 
Um, just before we get off the transfer topic, um, I want to answer that one last question. Santi Cáceres, um, we'll wait until the end of the CONCACAF Champions League to see what happens with them. Um, Bioho wants him six more, uh, six more months, um, but the directiva thinks it's time to, to loan him back, uh, to give him back. So um, we'll see his, uh, his performance in the Champions League, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, most of these things we'll finalize after our participation. Uh, whether we become champions or get eliminated early, um, that's when we'll see a lot, a lot, a lot of these deals get finalized or dismissed. So, like I said, guys, please, please, please follow us on Eagle Eye Podcast for everything. Uh, Cuba America, on transfer rumors, on Nico Castillo, on literally anything. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to this segment. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to Christian, who is, like you mentioned, staying up all day and all night, trying to keep up to date with everything going in and around. And he's making himself uh, quite the contacts in and around the world of America. So make sure you guys stay tuned here on the Eagle Eye Podcast. We'll have you guys up to date with everything that happens uh, within the club, both men's and ladies, because we've had some movements, AJ, within the ladies as well. And uh, so we'll, we'll definitely get to that uh, some later time. In, uh, in another podcast when we do preview the ladies' season. But like Christian mentioned, we have a lot of stuff that might be potentially happening, but we have to wait and see what happens. And again, this is kind of uh, quite unfortunate for America because this, uh, this will all kind of eventually lead to just a week or, or days before the start of the season where everything's going to get kind of, kind of just finalized. And again, that's not exactly how you want to be coming into the season because again, you know, the problems with gelling the team and, and, and incorporating new players and, Add on top of that, all this COVID stuff, it's uh, it will be an interesting challenge for America for sure. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Christian, what are the possibilities of anything happening within this week of Champions League? Uh, very slim. If anything, I think we'd see a departure rather than an, an arrival. Um, well, like like I said though, it's uh, it's very slim. Um, uh, I, I think we just gonna have to wait to see uh after our participation in the Champions League. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, anything else to add on before we move on? No, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm I'm excited to talk about our, our upcoming match, and then uh, we'll give we'll give a I guess uh, a little news around the, around around the tournament because it's it's important to see um you know the the other keys and you know potential opponents afterwards. Definitely. Definitely. Well, we'll get into the into the whole CONCACAF Champions League in just a moment. We just want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. Want to give a huge shout out to our partners out over in Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you check them out for this holiday season. You guys can get your beloved ones anything from that site and get ten percent off if you guys use the, uh, if you guys use the discount code at checkout EEP to get ten percent off. Again, they make some great gear like these beautiful polos that we have on today, as you guys mentioned earlier, synchronizing in the uniform as we always try to do. And then of course, uh, you know they have some great uh, some great content out as well in regards to America. They have some. Uh, Aja, you can attest to this. A beautiful Cuauhtémoc Blanco jacket. Um, you know they're gonna bring out a couple more stuff. There, there's there's plenty of stuff for all Americanistas in and around the site of Foot Cult. Um, and again, our partners are doing amazing things, and we just kind of want to support them, help them throughout this holiday season, and uh, you know continue to help in any way that we can. And of course, you know expose and 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 grow the brand in that same aspect. Again, thank you to our uh, sponsors, Foot Cult, for making this happen, and use discount code EEP at checkout to get. 10% off. All right, gentlemen, we thought we'd be in vacation, but no, we have Conquer Champions to talk about. We have one last week before we can actually call it, um, or maybe even shorter than a week. We'll have to wait to see what America is able to pull off. 
But a lot of news in and around this actual competition, Christian, as uh, many of you guys already know, Orlando is the bubble for this tournament. Um, actually, it's in the home ground of Orlando City, so we'll be playing in their stadium. Um, but I mean, you know what? I, I, I think it should be for a promising tournament. I think America definitely needs to win this tournament if they want to salvage anything of this past season. Uh, and that's not to say that if America does end up winning this competition, that it means that they've completely just erased everything that happened in the Guardianes by, by no means necessary, but it definitely will be, it will help them kind of, you know, make it more into a little bit more of a blemish than an actual fracaso. But gentlemen, how are we coming into this competition? And then we'll get into the news surrounding the team in regards to uh, what we can expect on the field. Um, I go first. <laughs> sure, anyone go for it. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's this team feels like a bit like of a complete mess. Like we're just scattered all over the place, especially after the disappointing exit in the Ligia. Then you get the injuries and then players getting with COVID. It's one of those things where it's just like we made it here, where we have like a roster where it's just like it has America. Some America fans in doubt. Others. They're pretty confident in this team. It's like we're gonna win. We're gonna win. Um, we're gonna win this tournament and get ourselves another Concacaf trophy into um, our cabinets. But as long as thing, it's like who knows? Maybe this team can be the team that does it and win all, despite with everything that this team has come through. Remember, we finished third in the league, if I'm not mistaken. I'm in the league with the team that we lost Bruno Valdes. We lost important key players to code and other injuries. So I feel like you know. I'm slightly worried, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I feel like this team could give teams a surprise because remember, with the new CONCACAF changes and whatnot, it's just single games instead of two le- instead of um uh, two um two games and legs. So I just feel like they can do something. It's just three games, really, we got to get through. We can get through those three games. Wepa, you got yourself the trophy right there. So, you know, it'll be exciting just to see how this team is going to perform in this tournament. They look shaky, but I feel like all in all, I feel like there's, the team looks like they're um good. They're confident. And with the lineup that we'll be talking about in this upcoming preview, I feel like um this team is ready for it, for whatever they're throwing at in this tournament. Definitely, Christian? No, definitely. Uh, I agree with AJ there. I think this is... um. This is an important tournament for America, not only to kind of alleviate uh, what was done in the Guardianes tournament, but to kind of just inst- install some confidence in this squad. I I, I think that they're 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 lacking on that, um, especially through uh, especially because of what they just went through against uh, against Chivas. So um, definitely winning this tournament can can reinstall some confidence in this team, and you know confidence in Piojo to kind of get the squad back going. So um, and definitely confidence in the fans that this team can can still compete with the best. Uh, in in Mexico, so um, definitely looking forward to this tournament. Like I just said, a very interesting format we have for the remainder of this edition. Um, so yeah, definitely looking forward for it. I think you you hit on a very good word right there, confidence. And we'll talk about in regards to this starting eleven and what we could potentially see and what these players who are going to be potentially lining up, uh, why they're going to be there. Because I mean, yes, we're up three nil, and and you know, Piojo could have taken the conservative route, but like you mentioned, uh, Christian, confidence is at an all time low for this squad. Um, and even if you're up by three goals, I think it definitely helps you to go out there and prove a point, really. So we'll talk about team news, talk about starting 11s in just a little bit. But let's talk about these kind of injuries that have continued to plague us yet again, even in a new competition over in the CONCACAF Champions League. Christian, talk to me about all these four players that are out due to COVID and then give me the remaining players that will also be out due to injury. 
Okay, so we'll start with the COVID players. Um, Henry Martin, Mauro Lainez, Emilio Sanchez, also Gonzalez, all out with COVID. Um, it was almost, almost rumored as well that Vinyas was going to be out with COVID because his test didn't get through. So people thought, oh my God, he has COVID. Don't worry about it. Uh, it the results just got back a couple hours ago. He is set and ready to go uh, tomorrow. So um, no Vinyas, but um, no Vinyas on the COVID list. Henry, Mauro, Emilio, and also are on the COVID list. Injury list. Um, Aguilera and Bruno Valdez were already known uh, prior to the start of this tournament. Uh, Gio is also out due to injury. Uh, picked it up during his uh, his uh, his matches against Chivas. And then I think it was a practice afterwards as well where it, it really got to the point where he couldn't uh, participate. Um, and then Benedetti as well. Benedetti actually got injured during the match, during the second leg of Chivas in the last 10 minutes where he couldn't even walk anymore. Um, it's, there's nothing serious. It just seems like he kind of just, just pulled something. Um, he, he was ready to go, but I think Piojo took the precaution of not bringing him here and giving him that extra three weeks of rest um, to, in order to get uh, really, really uh, 100% back for the, for the next season. So those are the four players that are not coming due to injury. Eight players in total. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of players. That is a lot of players. <laughs> that is a, a boatload that, of that's players. That's basically almost, if you really want to put it, that's one, two, three. That could be five starters right there. Yeah, literally. Uh, it really could be, be five, five starters. starters right there. Yeah. Jesus, that is a lot of players. And again, America, I think, is the team that's going to be plagued with the most injuries coming into this championship, into this Conquer Champions. Um, so again, it's an uphill battle just from the get-go. But fortunately enough, nine months prior to this competition, uh, excuse me, nine months prior to this game, we had already taken uh, care of business at home against Atlanta United, giving us a three-goal cushion lead. Gentlemen, before we actually start diving into the game, what are the expectations for America? And I know the easy question is to win the competition, but how, in what way, and, and what do we want to see from this America side in regards to just lifting the trophy? Because I think that's the, the most basic answer out of this. I think we have to get a little bit more complex and say, well, America needs to do this and America needs to do that. And yes, we understand that the injuries are very severe in regards to how many there are. But again, you're America. You have some really good players still left at your disposal and seeing everything else on paper. I mean, you're still, you're still as, you know, you're still as one of those favorites to lift that trophy. So yeah. gentlemen, talk to me just briefly about this competition. What do we expect from America? Not just the title, but what more can we, what more do we demand? America needs eggs, but in Spanish translation. Um, that is something that I think we, we all want this team to, to kind of just showcase in these hopefully three games. Um, and I think it, it's it's very important, like Ivan, we were talking about earlier, just the confidence, to kind of install that confidence back in the squad. And if they, they can come into this tournament and show that um, those eggs, then I think uh, it, it'll, do, it'll do good for us. And it, it'll just... Tell everyone it that's remaining in the tournament. It'll tell it'll tell Pio, it'll tell the fans that you know we know we messed up. We know we didn't showcase. We know we didn't represent the institution like it deserves to be represented. I'm gonna go out here and hopefully in this week I can get you guys another trophy. And then from then we'll 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 tackle the next season. So um that's definitely what I want to see uh and hopefully these three games. AJ. It's the redemption arc, really, for America. After a disappointing end to the season, this is pretty much the tournament where it's like we can add another trophy cabinet. Does not another trophy to our trophy cabinet? It does not necessarily mean that we're gonna wipe away all the mistakes that we did in the season. 
We did our objective in winning CONCACAF, but that's motivation right there to say, we can win this. We can definitely go harder next season and win a league title and do better. But that's that we've gone through, we can do anything. Just ha- keep that confidence going. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take you very far into this tournament, into anything if you're having confidence. Even in the darkest times, if you have confidence, it's all you need to get through a tournament and to help you win it. Okay. I, I agree with the both of you. I think there's definitely, like AJ mentioned it, a redemption arc. Um, but we know that at the end of the day, even lifting that trophy, there still will be very much questions surrounding uh, some of these players and definitely this club and the manager. But okay, gentlemen, let's talk about the game tomorrow against Atlanta United. Easily winning this game three goals to nil, although we've seen in just prior games that a goal margin, even a goal margin of four goals to nil can be easily reverted if you're not on your A game. And Christian, we mentioned a little bit about this confidence earlier on in the show. Talk to me about this potential starting 11 that's been heavily rumored and mm-hmm. and talk to me as to why some of these players are definitely starting and not getting the rest. For example, maybe a Viñas, a Cordoba, uh, you know, a, a George Sanchez yeah. and you know, maybe even an Ochoa. Definitely. So um, we'll just head go on with the with the starting eleven that uh, I think will happen at the beginning of this tournament. Piojo said that he'll use Jimenez uh, as the keeper for uh, the whole tournament. Um, I hopefully don't expect that to change, but then again, it's Piojo, and we never know. So we'll just stick with this word. We'll we'll just say that Piojo is a man of his word, and we'll have Jimenez and that. Uh, the back four: Jorge Sanchez, Sebastian Cáceres, Ramon Juarez, and Luis Fuentes. In the midfield, um, Richard Sanchez and Santi Cáceres on one wing. Alonso Escobosa on the other wing. Leo Suarez uh, playing in that camp spot. Sebastián Córdoba. And then up top, Federico Viñas. Okay. Interesting. I think Memo starts tomorrow. Okay. Um, I think... I, I think he's not a man of his word. He needs, no, he, he needs to put out his, his strongest starting 11 out there. Possible. Okay. And All I right. think it's a, as a start. It's okay. And Memo's your captain. Okay. I mean, aside from him, it was just it was Bruno. True. So I think Memo has to start. He's your captain. He has to go. Uh, but AJ, the starting eleven that 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 we just mentioned, uh, you know, whether it's Jimenez or Troy, at the end of the day, the rest of the uh, ten players don't really seem to change in regards to what America has at their disposal. How do you feel about it? Mixed opinions, but at the same time, I'm seeing why we're doing this because we have a lead, a comfortable three zero lead, but. It anything can happen in the 90 minutes where we could be looking good and the next thing you know, bad things happen and we just start crumbling down. But I feel like with this line, I'd see why we are seeing some players like Jimenez getting the start. We're seeing Alonso Escobar, so we're seeing him on the wings end, which, which is surprising. You get to see Leo Suarez, you get to see Ramon Juarez. Um, so it's like with hearing that lineup, I mean, hey. See what they can do. It's been a while since we last played, since getting eliminated from the league yet. So I guess this is the game where it's just like, let's get something going, see how the players are feeling in the first half. If anything happens to ever change in the second half, Bioho will do everything to his ability to put in the players that are necessary in order to strengthen that position up for the second half and to not, you know, hopefully not make too many mistakes. But knowing how America are at the moment, things are looking shaky, but I feel like if y'all puts this line for a reason against Lance at night, we all we will have to assume he knows what he's doing with this. And we are hoping in this game that it does not backfire at all. So hearing this, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this lineup. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. 
Um, again, I think we mentioned the confidence thing. Um, you know, I think this is why Vinas is starting. I think this is why you have Cordova starting. These are players that I think need to get back into the rhythm of things. And if that's the case, then, you know, we need to see a couple of goals from them to tomorrow night. You know, it, it definitely will spring them into action. And definitely, like you mentioned, Christian will kind of give a boost of morale throughout the whole squad that will then rally and take us into the next round. So we'll have to wait and see. But what does America need to do? More, let me rephrase that. What does America not need to do against Atlanta United? We mentioned this 3-0 comfortable lead, but AJ talked about it. Anything is possible within these 90 minutes. What does America need to do in order to kind of cement their kind of pass into the semifinals? I think the simplest answer to that question is to get a goal. But what more do we need to see out on the pitch? Um, well, let's just, let's take it by, by piece. I think, I think it's very important that we do this. In the first... I want to say 15 minutes. Atlanta United will come at you with everything because they need to score three goals. Um, that's just a given. They need at least three when they can't allow one. So from minute one, they're going to have to go out and attack. Now, what Omega needs to do is try to absorb. And I think that's what he put in Escobosa to kind of almost create a line of five uh, in a sense and then try to absorb that pressure. Now, do I like the strategy? No, because you're just giving the ball to Atlanta and, you know, letting them you know, have have a chance to kind of get back into this and to get back into this tie. After those 10, 15 minutes, that's when America needs to start implementing their game plan. They they need to be the one to get the ball control. They need to be the one creating the plays uh, and making things happen. And like Ivan said, that goal is key. If America makes that goal, Atlanta would need one, two, they would need five goals to advance to the next round. Um, so I think if America gets the first goal. In the first half, I think, um, I don't want to call it yet, but I think we're in a very, very comfortable position to go on to the next round. Isn't that crazy that if America does end up, if they end up scoring a goal in the first half, that's five goals that still need to be conceded, yet we're still not comfortable enough with this defense to say that is GG. Yes, exactly. So, um, <laughs> and I am correct, right? If America does make yeah, one. Because there's, an, yeah, there's an away rule. Right. There's yeah. an away goal rule for this game only. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's definitely the plan. Um, absorb for the first 10 minutes, even though I don't like that strategy, but I think it's necessary for just, just for the first 10 minutes. After that, go out, do you. Use the pieces that you have on the, on the field. You're going to have a Pacey Leo Suarez uh, going down the wings. You're going to have a, a Cordova that can make you a play or two. Um, Escobosa is known to kind of sneak, sneak, uh, sneak behind the defenders and maybe get across for Vinas. So use what you have at your disposal. Try to get the best out of it and just get that goal. Uh, Ivan, you put it perfectly. America just need that one goal, and it's ninety nine percent there. So, I think that's the plan for tomorrow. I agree, AJ. Um, for the love that is all holy, I would just like for this defense to not concede goals right from the get go. Otherwise, it's gonna be a thing where we put the aggregate score and it says images that precede unfortunate events. Yeah. Because I really do not want America to mess this lead up. But like we mentioned before, it's 90 minutes of football. Anything can happen. Both teams haven't played football in a while, so it's going to it's gonna be one of those games. It's like these two teams are going to get themselves situated. It's really a game to like who can get the first goal in. If America gets that first goal in, it makes everything really complicated for Atlanta United to get those goals. But even just with the one goal, I feel like America should be able to get another goal in. And then at that point, I can then say, we got this. We're fine. Just let the players do their thing and do what they need to do throughout the rest of the match. If Atlanta does happen to get the first goal in that match like early on or any point in the first half, 
that's going to need to be America's wake-up call where it's like, do not mess this up. We got a lead. We would like to extend this lead or keep this lead the way that it is and do not mess up any further. So I really like, like the midfield and forwards, I'm not actually really completely worried about. It's just the defense is the only thing I'm truly worried about because some of those players, they need to come up big and with everything that we've gone through. We have no Emma. We're having my boy Paolo Maldini Jr. in that center back role at Ramon Juarez and then left back. We got Luis Fuentes where pretty much any any dude that can essentially sprint is going to leave Luis Fuentes for, for dead. So at that point, it's just really they need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Caceres and then um, Ordez Sanchez, I, they're going to essentially be fine this because I feel like there should be little to no problems with them. It's just really the left back and the center back is what I'm worried about. And then there's Jimenez too. It's just the case where it's just like, you haven't played in a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's playing, right? Just to make sure. It's a toss-up, yeah. Christian's going, Jimenez, I'm going to Choa. Yeah. So for anything in those cases, for any of those two goalkeepers, they haven't played in some time since then, but it's pretty much get yourself situated. Do not let your guard down. So it's really defense. Got to step up. They can step up. I feel like we'll be fine throughout the rest of this um game. And I think, and it, I think it's just what AJ mentioned right now, Christian. Where I think Memo's starting because Jimenez has been inactive for a little bit, and I and I I, I, I just feel like inside he uh, like I can't risk, I can't, I can't risk bottling it the way that Cruz Azul did. He's like, I got to put in my best starting eleven. Yeah, and so I think, and, I, and I, he has to go. Yeah, no, um, definitely. And then, but, and and you know he'll get crucified if for some reason yeah. we do end up losing the tie, um, mm-hmm. and we do have players that are not technically supposed to be there in a sense um then you know he's gonna get crucified and then well we may see the end of over there but that would, um, that, would, that, would, that would definitely be the end of, if yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll put it out right this right now put this on air right now if Piojo loses tomorrow against Atlanta United and we do not advance into the semifinals he's gone okay I there's there's no way you keep him after that right exactly so um so yeah I think I think we hit on all points um I think this should be um uh, an excited match for once. AJ, if you could do me a favor, uh, just pull up uh, the last Atlanta United starting 11 they have um, and just give me, get, and then when you do that, I'll give you time to do that. Then I think we're just two player wing to talk about, Ivan. Um, Jorgen Dam, obviously, we're very familiar with him. Um, he he was talking uh, to, to many reporters last night uh, saying that, you know, he believes in the squad. The squad believes that they can turn this tie around and he believes that, you know, obviously that his team will come back and win 3-0. Um, that's one player that I think we need to look out for. Um, we know his capabilities. We're familiar for we're we're very familiar with him. I think another player we mentioned, I, uh, Ivan, is uh, Ezekiel Barco. Um, this is a, a young player who who has a lot of weight on his shoulders due to him kind of being the last of the big three trilogies that they had. Um, and I think all eyes are on him to kind of make this team uh, kind of spark tomorrow. So uh, just quick thoughts on Jurgen and then on on Ezekiel Barco. Uh, uh, you know, we'll wait for AJ to to get us that information. Yeah, definitely. And I think before we address those two names, I think we have to talk about two names that won't be on the pitch. Okay, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Uh, they won't have Joseph Martinez, which is their talisman. And yeah. they don't have a PT Martinez that is no longer in the squad that was, as you mentioned, Christian, causing us so much trouble in the second half at the Estadio right. Stake months ago. Um, so that's huge. As if America didn't need more of a morale boost, 
they have they don't they don't have their two best players on the pitch anymore because one got transferred out and the other one unfortunately is out due to an injury. So you know they're they're pretty much dampered as they are. I mean, you look at their midfield and and it's not to take anything away from them. It's not to talk down on them because of course, uh, shout out to our boys from the the Home Before Dark podcast uh, over in Atlanta. You know, I think they would agree. I don't think they have the strongest midfield. I mean, you're looking at a, a at a team that is composed of you know wingers like you know Edgar Castillo. You know, who will and, be going up, going up against his old team in America. And then just one one thing as well. Um, they don't I don't think they have a coach right now. I think uh, I think they're playing with the with the interim coach because the board got um got sacked. Um and they're looking for a new one. I mean they're rumored to get a, a they're rumored to have one by the end of this week, but they still don't have a coach. I am I'm almost hundred percent sure they don't almost have a coach. So um, if they want any more boost out of everything, they don't even have <laughs> a coach yet. They don't even have a coach yet. Uh, so um, they're showing up on like to fifteen minutes before the game starts with the credenciales out, trying to see like, all right, you're gonna go here, Barco. You're gonna go here. You're yeah, exactly. Just on, like so Sunday league with their IDs and stuff. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you get and your coach and the coach literally five minutes out. before the game lays them all out on the floor and says, Okay, you go here and you go there, and then that's how we're gonna do this. It's <laughs> in the most Sunday league formation, which is the four three three in a sense, but it's like it's a stopper and a sweeper. And I never understood <laughs> why we even play that. I was like, it makes no sense. <laughs> that's great, dude. That's great. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no. Going back to your original question, uh, you, you know, I think Jurgen, uh, I think Fuentes can keep him on check. I think he's smart enough to realize that, you know, this is a kid that had a lot of potential. How to, you know, but it, you know, didn't amount to it. He has pace, but I, I, once you're at Fuentes' age and with his experience, I would hope that he knows how to play more. Uh, you know, smarter than Jurgen. So I, I, I do see that Fuentes could have a pretty good game. And I think that's why we see Escobosa play there as well. Kind of the same thing going back to that Chivas game when we played them uh, in, in the first leg. It was trying to combat that Antuna kind of Brizuela speed on that wing. It was so that Fuentes had some kind of reinforcement with Escobosa, who was willing to go down and defend, unlike maybe an Ibarwin or Roger. But um, I, I think we can keep him on check. Barco, though, I uh, you know he has. A, I think he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he has a lot to prove. I think he wants out of Atlanta, and I think he he need, he needs to demonstrate it on the pitch. And I think he you know everyone every, whenever you play against America, even in a pandemic, everyone's got their eyes on on you in that game. So if um he, you know if he can show up on that night, and if he could be the main responsible player for turning the tide, then I think he's definitely going to try to do that. But um, I, I, I do feel that uh, Barco is kind of going to be our main threat. But I do, um, I am looking forward to that battle between him and George Sanchez. Um, I, I know I've been heavy critical, very heavy critical of him. But if he's able to pull off and kind of, you know, keep Barco in his pocket, uh, it just goes to show that, you know, George is definitely at a level that we expect him to be at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so AJ, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have the information I asked for. So, can you please just read off the last Atlanta, Atlanta United starting eleven? Yep, um, they had Brad Guzan at goal, and their five defenders was Brooke Lennon, Jeff Laurentowitz, Fernando Mesa, Antoine Walks, Jake Mulroney. Then their midfield was consistent of Mo Adams, Eric Rometty, Everson Hinman, and then the two guys up front is Ezequiel Barco and Pitti Martinez. Which you know, Pitti Martinez is no longer on Atlanta United since he went. To go to play in um, Saudi Arabia. Beautiful. Okay. So, yes, that's true. Also, one thing to key there also, Brooks London will not be playing as well because he has uh, 
he had surgery, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so Lennon will not be playing. Um, that's interesting. Another player that we're familiar with, Mesa. Uh, he's going to be there, I'm pretty sure, starting as center back. Mm -hmm. uh, we're familiar with him as well. Um, last time I remember, I'm pretty sure uh, Bello was one of their, their kids come rising up from the ranks. Uh, they speak very highly of him. Uh, Remedi is a very good CDM. Um, Heidman, too. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, you said Heidman, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Heidman as well, yes. Uh, so it's very interesting. Um, they could go with a couple couple formations here. We can they can go with the uh, the two striker system, like you said, with Lopez and Cubo Torres up top, or they can just leave one of them on top and kind of play a four three three. So um, it's it all depends how how this coach, which I don't know who their coach is because I don't think they even have one right now. So uh, AJ, you can solve darling figure that out for us because we're kind of struggling here with that. Um, interesting to see how they go out with. Now I'm assuming they go with a two striker formation only because they need the goals obviously um and it seems that they're more comfortable playing in that formation uh even though they didn't have the best year um it just seems that that's what clicks when they're on form so uh it, it seems very possible that they will go with two two strikers tomorrow so we could possibly see Cuba Torres and Lopez tomorrow which be interesting at the end of the day though I think what we're saying is look this Atlanta side by no means necessary is still a walk in the park for America the job still has to get done within 90 minutes and they have players that could maybe try to flip it around if America is not on their A game uh I mean you're looking at players like Ramon Juarez and you know Sebast uh, uh Sebastian uh Cáceres to really cement themselves in the starting position role that could potentially be theirs you know Bruno's going to be gone for the remaining of this whole, uh, you know, apertura, excuse me, clausura, you know, it looks like he'll be back maybe, you know, towards the end of it. Mid-March, mid-March, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you have a good chance to submit a, a starting spot. Aguilera looks like he won't be back. So, you know, it's really up there for their taking. Um, we know that they're capable of it. And what better way than to do it against Atlanta? So you have to go out there. I think AJ put it in very good words. The most important thing out of this game is a clean sheet. You have to walk away with a clean sheet. Um, I think that just boosts overall confidence, not just in the defense, but the team overall. Because at the end of the day, if we sit here and we watch a boring nil-nil, at the end of the day, people will criticize the game, but I think all three of us will sit there and think, okay, the objective was the clean sheet, and we got mm -hmm. it. Right. But how did yeah. they get the clip? But how they get the clean sheet? It's a question. Was it a good way to get the clean sheet, or was it like a really bad way? Of hold on, hold on, game? hold on. But at this point, do we even care at this point? We yeah, just take anything. We just take the clean. We just take the clean sheet, okay? All right, really um, quick, AJ. Do they have a coach or do they not have a coach? Yes, they do have a coach. Um, okay, who's uh, the coach? Um, Gabriel Hines. He's the for, he's on for a PSG man. Incorrect. That is not the coach. That is that is rumored to be their coach. That's their coach, though. That that's is not rumored. That, is, that is rumored to be their coach. So that what that says to me is that they don't have a real coach right now. It's just going with interims for right now. Oh, it, it, oh, it, it, that's the case, then. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's where we are with that. Um, but like Ivan said, though, not a walk in the park. There's still work to be done in 90 minutes. Hopefully, we can get it done. Um, much earlier than that. But uh, but yeah, no, nonetheless, though, it should be a, a very, very fun game. I'm excited to see some of these names step up. Juarez is one of them. Cordova, and he needs to have a really good game to kind of make up for whatever he did against Chivas or what he didn't do. Um, Leo Suarez, another one. He had a great performance against them in the first leg. Let's repeat that again. And then Vinas. Let's go, Vinas. It's your time, man. Come on. Um, it's, it's time to show us, you know, why, you know, why, why we call you Maravinas. Definitely. I think Vinas, Vinas, at least. 
Two goals. That's all we ask, Venus. Two goals. It shouldn't be that hard for you, especially if they're playing with a back three. Jesus Christ. It should not be that hard. Um, but again, we'll see. It's not us trying to discredit anything that Atlanta United has done or maybe will do. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, we've given you guys all the facts and we've presented everything. America should be just blowing them out of the water in this situation, even with the squad that we have. And that should say a lot because we have Escobosa on the wing. All right, guys? Mm-hmm. That should tell you everything. Um, but all right, then. I think that pretty much wraps it up in regards to that game, in regards to all things Kaka Champions. We'll be back again this week. Yes, again, this week we'll be talking about America in Kaka Champions, hopefully in the semifinals prior to the game on Ooh. Saturday, which, of course, is going to be uh, quite a special Saturday for some of us here on the Iguai podcast. All righty, then. But we'll tell you guys more about that, all of that, a little bit later on during the week. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, wrap it up here? No, well, I'll go first. Uh, just one thing. Thank you, everyone, to come uh, for coming out tonight. Um, it was uh, pretty, pretty uh, nice to see that everyone, you know, just came came together and just talked to for Cuba America for for a little while. It means a lot to us. It's it's our motivation to keep going. Um, to give you guys the the best information possible and in, for Cuba America in English. Um, it's what we do. It's what we love to do. Um, it just means a lot that you guys support us. So thank you once again. Yes, very much. And AJ. Um, might as well say it. You know what? Just for jokes, just put my boy Chucho Lopez in and watch him score a banger in the game against the United, <laughs> and, then and then he'll cement his spot in this team forever. So that's all I gotta say. A player that we didn't talk about, but it looks like he has rumors to be leaving to Spain. What? Hey, let's yeah. go, champ. So we'll see, we'll, see, we'll see that development later on in the week. But okay, thank you again so much. Again, a reminder for you guys tomorrow is the Conquer Champions quarterfinal game for America against Atlanta United. going to be live via through the end of that at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, 10 Eastern. That is going to be kicking off America's start to this Conquer Champions. And uh, we're very excited because we're debuting uh, some new graphics. And so hopefully you guys enjoy them and let us know what you guys think. Uh, all right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, and also a reminder, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go and click on uh, the link that we will be putting out. There you guys can go register. Uh, Club America have partnered up with Tiketon to give you guys official face masks to get you guys protected for throughout this whole COVID season. So make sure you guys go check that link out. We'll tweet it again a little bit later on. So if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter at EY Podcast. We'll keep you guys up to date with everything all things Las Aguilas de la América and tomorrow's match, minute by minute. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much again. Please be safe. Wear your mask to everyone that came out today. Maria, Chris, uh, you know, Jose Sepulveda, um, Kevin Perez, yeah, Louis, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy, to, um, uh, what was the co- Pokemon name, AJ? Septile. Septile. Um, you know, RDG, everyone, everyone really so much. If I've missed anyone, I, I completely uh, am sorry. Again, to Mystic Monster, uh, you know, who's saying America takes the W tomorrow. Yes, hopefully. And we'll be here to talk all things in regards to that W if it does end up happening. Again, stay safe, everyone. Uh, we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Until next time, take care. As always, please wear your mask, stay safe. And uh, yeah, Arriba America. We'll see you guys next week. Well, not guys. this week. This week. Right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 